We live? <laughs> what is that? I don't know. <laughs> Originally, I started it so that he could line up the audio. Mm. Because our buddy Nick told us to do it. I mean, he didn't say clap like you have autism. <laughs> <laughs> what? Kyla. Bro, look at your hair. <laughs> it's probably just because you cut bangs. Makes it look like puffy in the front. Looks better now. <laughs> Put a video on. Every morning I get asked, how do I look? I'm like, you sure do. <laughs> <laughs> I would just look at her and be like, you don't start with me, bro. <laughs> I'm already having a bad day. I'm not trying to ruin yours. <laughs> you want to welcome? Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us on today's episode of Unemployable Podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Marquise from Allegory. Yo, Thanks for thank joining us. Thank you for us. having me. I appreciate you guys. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. I've been looking forward to this one all week. Me too. I'm excited for this one. We bring on a lot of guests. Most of them I don't like. <laughs> or are that important. Though, fucking hate. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding. I fucking love Marquise. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> fuck with you too. John's like one of the only artists that texts me. I'm like, okay, I really got to reply to this message. <laughs> <laughs> like, we text, but it'll be like an hour gap. Like, I know he's tattooing. I'm working, but I'm like, I got to reply to this message because I know this message. What if Cam texts you? I'd reply to Cam, too. Yeah. <laughs> I fuck with Cam. Cam reps hard, so. Cam does. I love that. Yeah. yeah. We you guys are cool as fuck. Super cool company. Try Why? To Why are they cool? I don't know. I feel like most companies would like overlook somebody in my position, but Allegory's shown me love, so right. it's been That's cool. That's gonna be cool. Yeah, we just came back from Philly, which was sick. I had a blast. It was actually my first time liking Philly. I, I remember you said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I had rode off conventions. Uh, I don't know years ago. I was like, nah, conventions are for me. I hate them. They're too much work. People suck. Whatever. And then we agreed to do that. Even before we went, like, I was on podcast. Like, I'm not looking forward to this, you know. <laughs> uh, had a blast, dude. Had so much fun with you guys. And I'm like, yeah, let's let's do more, you know. Yeah. So that was, how did it go for the company? Honestly, it went, like, really good. Like, I thought it was going to be okay. But it went, like, better than, like, I even expected. And so. I, because you were releasing the new Ultra Black. Ultra Black. Right? The should darker black. Here. What's that? I should have brought a bottle. Yeah, here. yeah. You got some around here. <laughs> you can Photoshop it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't realize how much of that stuff falls on you. Yeah. Bro, you run that shit, which is, which is cool, man. And, like, I was even noticing, like, everyone... Not, you know, most people, let's say, most people there, including myself, anytime we needed something done or there was questions about anything, you were the guy. Yeah. Like, you knew what was going on, set up, you know, shipping, getting everyone together, plans. So that was cool, dude, because you crushed it. Honestly, like, conventions bring me joy. I don't know, maybe because I'm not a tattooer. Yeah. I don't got to go and, like, stress out and, like, tattoo somebody there. I just got to set up, sell meet new people, make connections, like, enjoy it some type of way. Yeah. So, honestly, like, leading up to conventions is, like, just in my head, like a checklist. Like, now I actually do, like, a physical checklist because the mental checklist is just not working anymore. Right. But I don't know. It makes me really happy. Yeah. Y'all forget shit when I do the mental checklist. 
I have to write it down. I don't, but like when you're writing stuff down, you're like, oh shit, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. So right, yeah. How many conventions have you guys done since Philly? Um, since Philly, yeah, just the anime one. Yeah, or? just the anime okay. convention. It was dope. I liked it. Yeah, it was it a little was slow like, though, right? It was Foot slow for certain people. So it's okay. like traffic wise, yes. Like you don't have like the audience for like just people walking around. It's Miami, so everybody has like different stuff to do. Like where you guys were, though, was probably the best place you could be in that yeah. convention because you went towards the back and it was dead. So that convention, it was dope because there was a stage in the middle. Mm-hmm. And usually in a convention, like the stage is like oh. far as hell. New York is going to be dope because the stage is on the second floor and it's three stories. So it's like That's kind right. of in the middle. Cool. Yeah. So I walked in. I'm like, damn, like, are we in the back or in the front? We're like in the same aisle out of stage. So it was nice. dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You made it out there. I didn't to the anime yeah. one. Listen, I'm at the booth and somebody's like, hey, are you guys from Borrow Time? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just working. I hear it out the side of my head. I'm like, what the hell? And it's like him and Adrian. I'm like, wow, y'all really have fans out here. <laughs> Adrian was getting stopped for sure. That's sick. I'm happy yeah, for Adrian because yeah, yeah. he is like one day away from yeah, ending it all. <laughs> Kim's words, not mine. <laughs> No, that, that is Adrian that is had cool. fun. It made Adrian like really excited for New York. Um, yeah, he needs stuff like that though. It's good for him to get out. Yeah, I think we all do. Yeah, and I, I I think one of the major benefits from the convention was like inspiration. Oh yeah, in a million Always. different avenues, not just like the artwork, but networking. You know, meeting new people, even inspired to do another convention exactly, yeah. or you know whatever. There's the uh, awards and that kind of stuff, which is cool. You know, another, I mean, I don't give a shit. Other people think it's cool. Uh, so all that stuff is great. Now, just for people that don't know, what is your title and what is the company you work for? All right, so I work Tell for me a little Allegory bit about that. Inc. If you haven't heard of it, you heard of it now, Allegory Inc. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you haven't heard of it, you're not paying attention. No, yeah, you're not paying attention. You haven't watched a single episode <laughs> yeah. yet. <laughs> um, marketing director, creative director. Basically, like, they brought me in to just take Allegory to the next level. Like In every you know, aspect? In every aspect. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they don't really tell me no. Like, any aspect of the company as far as, like, sales, marketing, Product development, um, sponsorship, um, product testing, ideas for new products, like anything. They let me do anything, anything they support me on. Right. So, I don't know, just like a little bit of everything. Cool. Yeah. And how long you been there now? Mm, eight months, something like that. Nice. All right, so you're settled in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fuck with it really heavy. Hold on, I can't really curse on here, right? I, cur- I curse. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Cool, cool. And where were you before that? FK. And what about before that? Before that, I was in school. Um, FIU. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, I started working at that other company while I was in, like, my last year of college. Yeah, because I noticed you know everyone, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. How long were you at FK? Three and a half years. All right, so yeah. a while. Yeah. Since 2019, January. Yeah. I just made my fourth year in the tattoo industry. And I feel like okay. a big part of your job is networking. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. So when we go to the convention, you know everyone. <laughs> it means you're good at your job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, um, 
like I care about the sales and all that, but at the end of the day, like I really care about like the art and the artist. Right. So like if you like me good artists should just like you become friends with them, like, yo, I'm not even trying to sell you on this product. I want you to use it because it's good. Right. It's gonna make your work better. No, I noticed that at the convention, man. It was very much like artists would come up and you guys were like, here's a bottle, try it. Yeah. You be the judge. Yeah. That was it. That was the sales pitch, which I love. Let the product do the talking, pretty much. I'm not going to lie. Like, I've been doing conventions for four years. I don't sell to people. Right. Like, if you don't want to buy it, all right. Yeah. (laughs) Go buy it. Some Go somewhere else, because you're going to buy it later. So if you don't buy it now, you're going to buy it eventually. So... You know, and tattoo artists are pretty hard-headed. So once they say no, yeah. it's like, all right, cool. Like, I'm not trying to force it on you, mm-hmm. but you're going to buy it, and you're going to use it eventually. Yeah, and there's a You know, it's strange, because, you know, let me say, how did you decide what products you were going to use? I just copied everything you did, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, me too. Like, I'll copy other artists. I'll see other things in the shop. I would, like, look at, like, how shit healed, though. Like I'd look, I'd like take other things into like consideration. Well, is there anyone in the shop that doesn't use allegory? Yeah, there was plenty of dudes in here that were using like dynamic and okay that don't anymore. You know? Yeah, uh, plenty, <laughs> good plenty. I know people. There was people that were using like <laughs> there's people that were using like Zuper and stuff. Oh, that, that shit is trash. Bro. Well, yeah, but have like, you ever tried that Zuper Black? You seen it? I've it's like, seen it. It's like acrylic. It's, it's like acrylic paint. The, though. Um, it, it it is dark. Tense. Yeah, it's just really thick. It comes out yeah, like, like penning. Yo, it's yeah. like acrylic, bro. <laughs> and then it's just like chunked up. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's oval. Gross. So like a wild thing is like I've met artists that are like, well, I like that thick ink. Yeah, I'm used to that. I'm like, so just try this. Right. And you're gonna like this. And then you're gonna. Like how it works and like how it heals and I guess that's they're always like okay yeah this is a lot better yeah so. yo because I I use some products that I know are really just as good or just as bad as like any other product yeah it's just what my like brain tells me I should use like sometimes it don't even make sense like sometimes I'm I'll be using a needle or like a cartridge. And it's totally fine. It's totally fine. It's an hour into the tattoo. But I've already convinced myself that it's like damaged. It doesn't work. The ink flows bad. It's whatever. Dull. I'll pull out the same needle. And I'll be like, oh, much better. And the reality is, there, I don't think there was any difference. It was just like my just messed sick. up, sick worm You're brain. You're an artist, bro. It's just yeah. how you work. And if you don't change it, it's going to mess with you the whole tattoo. 100%, bro. 100%. So the the picking of materials or like the the it could be a strange process. I wouldn't even know like how to sell that to an artist because you said like there are artists that just have no in their brain and I yeah I can see that I don't even want to try to guess why the no is in their brain. Well, sometimes or, it's just scary to change your setup. Like, yeah, when, like oh, yeah. when you're like comfortable, yeah, you know you're comfortable with something now. You like want me to implicate something brand new and it gets kind of stressful. Yeah. These, yeah, I've heard some crazy shit like superstition type stuff. Yeah. Like I only use this on this way and then this, and I need an even number of drops in my fucking gray wash setup. Yeah, bro. And like your three drop of black versus your five drop of black. There's no difference. <laughs> no, honestly, but you can't tell no one that. No, you can't no, no, no. Like how I do it is like so. I've been talking to artists for like the last four years, and even before I worked in the industry. I've been getting tattooed for, like, what? I started working at FK. 
2019, I started getting tattooed in 2014. Yeah. So I was already, like, working, like, promoting for tattoo shops, things like that. So, like, my first tattoo, like, I'm like, okay, what's this? What's that? Why is that plugged into that? Like, you were like, curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you haven't tattooed me yet, but when you do, yeah, you'll see, like, I'm asking you, well, you already see. I asked you about your whole setup. Okay, what are these two caps? What is this? Right. Like, I always ask questions. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, okay, so there's, like, two types of artists. There's, like, the artists that are, like, setup is simple. Tattoos are fire. Then there's an artist like, yo, I have 30 ink caps. Like, yeah. I didn't finish 15 this. needles. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then some of them, they're just really good. Like, they, that's just how they work, you know? Right. But, so everybody's, like, different. Especially with the color artists. Their oh, setup man. is so Insane. crazy, yeah. dude. Like, even Nate, he really just uses primaries. He's so and, like, simple and for he mixes. Artists. Yeah, but it's still, like, a lot. Because yeah. I'm, us. like, one machine, one cap, one tattoo. And then... The color artist, it's like their setup takes as long as like a tattoo sometimes. Yeah. It yeah. feels like a lot of waste sometimes. Yeah, but it looks bro. Cool. They're like using when they have a like lot the more products, and they're like, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, but I mean, it, like visually, is yeah. appealing. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like a color wheel. You're yeah, like, whoa, that's three crazy. fucking rinse cups. Yeah, like when you get those like big pack of crayons when you were younger yeah. and you'd open them and it was you know what i'm talking about that's, <laughs> that's what right. it looks like that goes to the whole thing about two types of artists because you'll say like nate like he'll get his primary color set and just mix it and make his colors right and then there's the artist that like i need to buy all the colors like right. i need to buy a gray oh wash or i'm gonna make my own gray wash so well, like just two types of artists I we guess. used to have like a community ink thing like everyone could use it mm-hmm. i forget who it was it might have been like eternal or something but they yeah, like yeah. gave us like every color okay and it was just this like huge like open cabinet it was so many inks dude mm-hmm. i mean that's maybe it wasn't but as a black and gray artist it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was like five no <laughs> no it was like a hundred bro and i was like this is insane and i would see people like for one tattoo grab like 30 fucking colors and, and I'm free. like, what? It's free. Right, right. But it was just, like, nuts to me because, like, it, they'd grab, like, all the different shades of blue. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, just, like, mix a little white in, you know, yeah, whatever, like, do <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, yellow, yeah. What, like, yeah. make, like, what a fucking waste it is. You Like, these colors look the same when you hold up the bottles. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, they heal different. I'm like, what? Whatever. Okay, yeah, they do, they so do. So that color theory is actually, I, I that's actually real. Yeah. Like, I learned, like, purple is one of the hardest colors. Like, yeah. you got to use, like, magenta mm-hmm. or, like, all these different undertones, stuff like that. Yeah, I watched Nate make purple, and it, I was like... Purple is hard, bro. Purple He blasted hard. my knee with purple. Yeah. Your like, color healed really nice, though. Yeah. yeah. But you yeah. say Nate, like, really gets it in there, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bone and all, baby. Yeah. That should be mummified on me. I remember when I would, like, do color, like, people would teach me these little setups that were, like cool you know whether it was um like how to make a hot pink with like red white yellow like that kind of you know and this and that and like once you learn it you're like oh i can get this exact color that stuff's cool especially if you're making colors that you don't see a lot yeah you know or maybe they have now they've kind of bottled everything but a while ago they hadn't and it was like that's sick i really haven't seen that color Mm -hmm. on skin a lot yeah um yeah, I don't even know what we're talking about. I fucking hate color tattoos. <laughs> yeah, I have a question for you. What's up? What's up with this Electrum Ink Company? I keep seeing them, like, everywhere. 
Like I see a lot of people using them now. Yeah. I don't know if they're like on the are they on like the come up or something for um, color. Yeah, so they um, came from Electrum Tattoo Supply. So the owner of Electrum is Christian. Um, he's a guy that throws the al- anime ink. Yeah. Okay. So um, they had like a dope set up there. They have like some pretty good artists. It's kind of like a different aesthetic, like you know. Yeah. Kind of feeding into like the like pop and like definitely like the anime, anime culture type, yeah, yeah, like that type of culture. Co- but it's the, dope, like the way they their named lane. their colors and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's what you have to do in this industry. You got to make it different because yeah. like there's a million ink companies, and a lot of times they're like ran by like these old like tattooers. That's yeah, just, just what it is. So yeah. like they don't want to like change. They don't want to like you know try new things like that's why it's cool working with Alec Gore because like Ben like he was a tattooer for like 20 years and like we'll talk about something and I'm like I think we should try it like this he's like all right cool let's try that like he's yeah. down for like any like new like new thing on Instagram or just new trends or like let's try this on the website he's like fuck it let's do it and it works right so I mean not saying like you know the older generation like their techniques didn't work but it's like 2023 you got to yeah. switch it up um, we talk about that all the time. Yeah. Like how, like what should we modernize and what should we keep the same? Yeah. Because I think there's things on both ends. Yeah. You know, obviously marketing's always changing and getting involved in the social media scene mm-hmm. uh, or even just new ways to market. Yeah. I think you have to do that. I think improving on equipment, especially that involves like, Health, cross-contamination, Yo, and safety yes. is a must. You always have to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you always have to improve. You always have to upgrade, whatever. But as far as, like, tradition, respect, maybe history, I think we can't forget those things, mm-hmm. you know? And there will be certain instances that, like, I'll come into where it's almost like a, a clash. Like, both sides kind of have good arguments, you know, like oh, we should leave this, or no, we shouldn't, and and that can be that can be tough sometimes. I think the simplest one is like machines. You know, like I think there still is a purpose to have coil machines and like have that style, and people like it better because when the rotaries first came out, everyone or a lot of people were like, "Cool, coils are going to be a thing of the past," mm-hmm. and obviously they're not. You know, new yeah. new. Companies are, are new coil machine companies or new coil-like machine companies or even rotaries designed to look more like old coils. Yeah. Like, we've seen those stay strong, you know? So, like, what I've noticed, like, in America, I've noticed, okay, they're still, like, lower to the coil. Yeah. But it really phased out a lot. But, like, when I travel, like, especially, like, to Europe, there's a lot of people that use coil, um, rotary and, like, Cheyenne, but there's a lot of people that still use coils over there. Like, in England, like, all the, like, the real, like, black workers and shit like that, like, they're using fucking coils. Yeah. Or they're using, like, Dan Cubans. Right. Which is, like, I feel like that's, like, a good medium because it's still, like, hitting hard, but it's not, like, the whole, like, crazy setup. It's easy to travel with, things like that. So I actually got to be him in Philly, and it was dope because, like, I was, like, I don't know. I was talking about the workers' irons, and I was just talking about I'm like, yeah, Dan Cuban. He's like, oh, I'm Dan Cuban. Oh, really? like, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, nice to meet you, bro. So yeah, you make sick machines. And like those machines were like one of the first like rotaries, like five millimeter strokes. Yeah. So a lot of people, like the black workers or like anyone that's doing like blackouts or even like neo traditional, like you want to really pack that shit in there. 
heavy line work, like you would use those. Even yeah. like for like the anime stuff, because when I started working for FK, I would notice like, okay, I had to learn all the machines, you know what I'm saying? Okay, this one has a circle. Just like, because you're at a convention and you're like 20 feet away from a machine and it's wrapped up. Right. You go take me around a convention. I'll look. I'm like, okay, that's a Cheyenne. That's a Bishop. Yeah. That's a FK. And then I would see the coils. I'm like, fuck. Right. <laughs> what are those? And then like, you know, I had to learn about it and everything. And there's still like a lot of people that'll line with the coil. Like yeah. they'll line with the coil and pack with a rotary. And if that's what they're comfortable with, that's what they're comfortable with. You know what I'm saying? Dude, it took me so long to adjust. I wanted to because of convenience. I was like, mm -hmm. if I can learn this, it will make my life easier. Mm -hmm. But it took me three months maybe and the first month of like switching really just switching to a, a pen mm -hmm. yeah but it felt long like it while i was transitioning you know what i mean like i would have like a coil out or even just like a rotary uh, like a cuban but i like wanted to get on the pens i was like i want to use this for the setup so i'd leave it on the side and i'd like do whatever with the pen i'd be like and then i'd you know come back in with the old machine and like clean it up essentially but I, that was like a crutch and then like one day i was like yo i just need to not fucking set up the other machine yeah i Can't need to just it. use the pen like, and like i did and you know what happened it was fire tattoo looked like shit nope. oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucked it up and i was like whatever bro yeah, like i gotta fucking learn this you know like i can't and like i forced myself into it and i think at the time i've been tattooing seven years mm-hmm so I was like, it was tough, uh, you know, because, you know, six, seven years, you start to get a little comfortable in your industry. You're like, I've been here for, you know, a little bit, enough to not be freaking out every day about my tattoo. And I'm just decided, not only did I decide I wanted to go to pens, I decided I want to do the 3RL shading as opposed to the mag shading. So I was just changing everything, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to relearn that's how to tattoo. Yeah, I just opened the shop. My girl yeah, and I at the time broke cool. up. I moved. I'm going to relearn 3RL pen. Yeah, <laughs> let's fucking change it all. Once I got comfortable with it, and, like, obviously now that's what I use, like, I, dude, I'm so much, so happy with that setup, just, like, with a pen, pen rotary setup. I feel like the biggest thing is, like, educating yourself on the machine. Because, like, if you go from, like, a heavy-hitting coil, you're going to pick up a pen. Do you know this is a 3.2 or this is a 4 or this is a 5? Break. Wow, this shirt is actually really nice. If you haven't already, you need to check out themodelcitizenapparel.com. It has the best tattoo clothing I've ever seen. And I'm quite a critic when it comes to fashion, clothing, whatever. The design has to be cool and the material has to be comfortable, at least form-fitting. They have a range of styles from vintage to modern. They're continuing to work with new artists featuring new designs and articles of clothing. You need to check out this company, themodelcitizenapparel.com, or you can check out their social media, which is Model Citizen Apparel. It's the best. Are you fucking trying to kill our guest? I'm good. All right. Any closer, you might have got hit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, well, so one thing I wanted to bring up, because mm -hmm. especially in early 
tattooing years. Mm-hmm. Like I heard everyone was like getting, not everyone, but like some artists were getting sponsored. There were things called pro teams. Yeah. There was, uh, and I didn't know much about it at the time. I was just like, wow, that's, that's cool. I, I would assume if you get sponsored, you're on a pro team, like you're a certain status of artist. This is like an, an honorable position to have, yeah. but I had no idea how to achieve something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I know, or there has to be other tattooers out there like, yo, how do I get sponsored? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, who better to ask than yeah. you? So like, there's a few different ways. Um, honestly, I like to sponsor people primarily that already use the product and already right. have like a brand loyalty. Because, like, I could, you know, sign you, right? And you never use allegory a day in your life and use dynamic every day. You're like, yeah. fuck it. I just... <laughs> I'm not going to do any I just want to be sponsored by yeah. somebody, you know what I'm saying? But, like, if I actually, like, I'll go on Instagram. I'm like, damn, okay, let me see how long you've been tagging us. You've been tagging us for, like, a year or two? You yeah. actually use the product. You actually right. use the ink, you know. You actually want to get noticed. Um, my main thing, like, it's really about the style, yeah. Like, and not not saying, The like, style of art? Yes. Like, I, I like to sponsor people that, like, you do black and gray, but, like, is it, like, stylized? You do, you know, lettering, but is it, like, you know, from Google, or did you freehand this lettering? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And this is your style. Like, I could look at these letters, and I could tell these are, like, Mystics letters or mm-hmm. Mayo. You know what I'm saying? Somebody like that. Like, I can look at your style. I'm like, I know exactly who did that tattoo. You know, yeah. of course, like, regular people that don't know artists and they don't know them, she like, they can't tell. But, like, I can tell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're the one making the choice. That's exactly, the exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but honestly, like, I also like to work with, like, artists that are just, like, really good people. Like, I might have met you at a convention and you came over and you're like, yo, I really like your product. And you introduce yourself. You're just, like, a cool person, you know? And I walked around the convention and I'm like, oh, shit, your work is, like, really good. You're using the machine. Like, yo, like, I would love to work with you. Like, you didn't yeah. even, like, force it on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You you came. You introduced yourself. You let me meet you. I'm like, yo, what booth are you at? I'm going to come by, get some content. Like, yo, your tattoos are, like, fire. You know what I'm saying? Some people, you know, everybody's different. And, like, artists are all, like, really different, you know. And to be real, like, a lot of artists, they're a little awkward, you know. They have, yeah, like, yeah. socially sometimes it's hard or just, like, meeting new people is hard. But I don't know, like. I feel like you just got to be yourself and be original. That's the number one thing is, like, originality. So you're saying personality plays into it oh, along yeah. with the art. Oh, yeah, because personality is, like, I have to, you know, work with you, too, because, like, with me, like, sponsorship is not I'm just sending you ink. Right. I'm actually talking to you, like, oh, like, I'll see you traveling. Like, yo, safe travels, bro. Where are you going to be? Are you going to be guest spot? And do you need me to send you ink there? Oh, or, you know what I'm saying? You're coming to Miami. I know... This shop in Miami, this shop in Fort Lauderdale, would you like to guest spot? You know what I'm saying? Like, building these type of, like, relationships, because we're a business, they're a business. You know what I'm saying? And we can work together. We can both benefit each other, create some good art, create some good products. And are there sponsorship tiers? Like, what is sponsorship? Like, when you guys so decide to sponsor I've talked to artist. people at other companies, and right. they have, like, oh, when you're pro team, we give you a discount code, but when you're sponsored... We send you free, like, all this and that, like, it with, with me and how I do it, like, if I'm sponsoring you, I sent you a contract. And it's not even saying that, like, anything crazy legal right. or anything like that. It's just, like, 
of what we expect of you and what we can also provide you. Mm-hmm. I th- which I think is really important. Yeah. Because you'll see, I'll see all these, like, I don't know if it's, like, new companies mm-hmm. or, like, bad companies or i don't i don't even know but they just like sponsor everyone sponsor yeah you're sponsored like yeah it's like what is that what the fuck does that even mean yeah you know does that mean like you just want me to market for your company Mm -hmm. with no benefit and there's no talk about expectations and honestly man i've even had some talks with some big companies Mm -hmm. about sponsorship and i'm the one that has to ask like what are your expectations yeah I feel like that's what the company should start with. So it's cool to hear, you know, you're, you're saying, you know, listen, first things first, like we talk about expectations. Yeah. And that's where all the problems lie. If expectations are not talked about, everyone's going to get upset yeah. or let down or, or whatever it is. So like there's a there's a couple artists that I work with that are not on contract. Right. Just because like they don't need to be. Right. Um, like you, I said, John, the contract, he never signed it. <laughs> did he say, you probably sent it to my email, which I, I never, I, I never said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, like there's people that's not on contract. Cause it's like, you don't have to be like you, you, you provide like so much support for us. Like how dare I send you a contract? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Or for you, like, yo, you need to sign this contract. Like, you know, Sometimes the contract is also good for the artist, too, because they see yeah. what are my benefits of being sponsored by you. Because at the end of the day, you these companies need you more than you need them. Right. And you yeah. have to understand that. Like, artists need to learn their worth at the end of the day. Like, you don't, you know, you don't have to tag these people. I'm saying right. you could pay for all this stuff. Right. They need you. So see what you're getting out of it. You know what I'm saying? See what's, what they can provide you. Yeah, and I'll bring that up all the time, honestly, with with everyone. Yeah. Uh, And, like, you and I have had great talks about it. But it's, like, I like to find the win-win situation. Yeah. It's like, okay, if I'm going to, and, dude, I only work with companies that I actually like. And I'll see people work with companies they they don't really care about. They just kind of want the notoriety or, or whatever it is. But I'm so... I don't know if it's lazy, maybe that's a word, but like if I don't have interest in it, I'm not yeah. going to do any work, even even if I want to. But if I am interested in the product, the idea, the concept, it won't even feel like work. Mm-hmm. But and I'll I'll do it all the time. Yeah. You know, and like I'll and I get excited like I want to like track things and like I also want to make sure that I'm bringing value to the company. Like for example, uh, you, you know, I asked you guys for a discount code, right? Yeah. So we could give that out so I could mm-hmm. mark how many, you know, sales I'm doing. Or or at least you guys could keep track of that. Yeah. Like, okay, cool, John's bringing us business. Doing the conventions together. And, like, when Cam and I were at the convention with you and Ricky, like, I think we did a pretty decent job of everyone that comes up. It's like, yo, have you checked out the new allegory? Have you done yeah. this? It was so dope. It was yeah. so dope. You guys right, are setting so many people up. Every, like every team, artist, it's like teamwork. Like, yeah, like yo, you guys like provided us like all these comforts and things and support yeah. at the convention. Mm-hmm. So that was like what you guys did, and then you know us to return the favor is to to market the product, and I yeah. I think that's an, a great example of like a win win. Yeah, and I've seen both sides fail on that. You know, I've seen companies not provide anything for artists, and then artists give huge support. I've seen companies provide tons of comforts and marketing and the artists essentially do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for granted. 
Right, for whatever whatever reason, but you, I mean, you said it, and it's such an important thing on both sides. There's the ability to bring value. Yeah. And like if people are not paying attention to that or unaware of that, it's not going to, you're not going to be able to create that, that scenario where you're benefiting off each other or helping each other, whatever you want to call it. Of course. You know? Yeah. Cause like all the artists we work with, I'll tell them like, you know, what's your shop? Like we want to also support your shop. Like yeah. you have any black and gray artists there or any artists in general that want to use the ink, we'll send enough for the whole shop to have some ink to use too. You know what I'm saying? We, on our website, like on the Blacklist page, like we'll promote your shop, we'll promote your work. Right. Um, we're doing a bunch of conventions like every month. Like we want you to come out there, come tattoo with us. We'll take care of you for the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like we're doing merch, you know, mm-hmm. partner on the merch. You know what I'm saying? Like we're just trying to like do things that like involve the artists. You know, like I've noticed like at my previous company, like, sometimes the artists weren't allowed to be involved and it's like why involved in what a lot oh (laughs) just like you know it's they we don't need the artists involved in this yeah we can handle this and it's like it's so fun for them you know what i'm saying like yo i was able to test these three samples of this product yeah before it even came out right i was like a part of the process it makes them feel like a part of the product a part of the company you know what i'm saying like that's why you're sponsored. You're not sponsored just to tag. Right. You're sponsored to actually, like, contribute. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, Do you think a bad artist but a cool person could get sponsored? Yes. Wow. I I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. I would expect no. <laughs> um, because it's like, at the end of the day, um, you want to build a community. And, like, some bad artists, like... Artist subjective also at the same time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, if you're, like, a good person and, like, you really rep the brand, things like that, like, I'll work with you. You know Especially what I'm if they're, like, trying to yeah, improve, like, too. At the same time, you might be bad right now, but I see the vision. You might be True. good in three years. Yeah. And I believed in you. Right. And you believed in us. So. You know what? Actually, I know, I know a few artists that don't have great art, but they have extreme value. Yeah. And like what I mean by that is maybe their marketing is like Bro. crazy on point. Exactly. Maybe their social media is on point. Maybe they hit every convention there is and they know everyone. Yeah. You know, so I, I that's that's cool. Cause maybe, you know, there are some artists out there that know their art is lacking or they're new and the and that comes in time. Like you can't rush like that process yeah. essentially. Yeah. Processes you can rush or speed along a little bit might be like your social media following, it could be going to like every convention there is, yeah. um, marketing in general, meeting people. With yeah, maybe you're like sell crazy amount of merch, you know, because we know like a few people that are doing apprenticeships, but they've been in the industry forever. Yeah. yeah. And they know everyone, they've worked for mm-hmm. big companies, yeah. and they're going to be tattooing in like a year or two. And they would be a, a crazy asset for any company. Yep. They're, they're probably not going to be that good at tattooing, but right. they have connections and know people. They are a good person, you know. What do uh, Cam? What do you look for in a sponsor? Like, if you're like, you know what? Like, I want, I want to have sponsors. I want to have company support. I mean, where would you even start? Kind of like what Marquis said, like it, mutual. You know, what does that mean? Like a mutual uh, fund? <laughs> <laughs> like. Like, you know, we show each other support. Like, I think, like, what we have with the allegory is, like, an ideal 
like situation where it's like you were saying at the convention, like we send people to them. They're sending people like, yo, go say what's up to them. Go check them out. You know, like, but let's say we're, tra- no we're, tra- we're literally trading merch. No, I know. I know. You know? You, I know. You know, allegory is cool. And they're a great company. Like in another but company? Let's say you fucking, you don't know anything. I know that's hard to pretend. <laughs> and then you're like, you know what? I think I want to start finding companies to work with as a sponsor. I mean, you're going to obviously start with the products you use, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Then where would you go? Like, would you try to meet them at conventions when you hit yeah, them defi- up on social media? I would definitely. Well, you like hit them up on social media. Uh, show face at conventions i think that was like super we realized that in philly like going out of your you, way you have to go out of your way you have to show face uh like marquis said just people coming up to the booth saying what's up and then him going to check out their work you know like it's it's mutual and that's what i would kind of want in a company too i don't think i'd want to be sponsored by somebody who hasn't seen my tattoos in person like you know, doesn't care that I use their product or not. Like, I'd want a company... That cares. That cares, yeah. That supports you as much as you support them. What's a company you're not th- sponsored by that you'd like to be sponsored by? Bishop, but that ain't happening. <laughs> Anytime well, soon, at shooting least. himself down, all right? <laughs> let's say... You get a DM right after this podcast. <laughs> I love Bishop products, but... Let's say sponsor I'm, older people. Let's say I'm James from Bishop. Yeah. And you want a sponsorship from me? What would you say? Like we just met at a convention. And I love your product. I use your machines. I use your needles. I use your glide. Like I love everything your company does. I like your marketing. I like your branding. How you package things. You know, I'm just a huge fan. Uh, wow, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. that. Yeah, even like, <laughs> Wait, even even without who the are you though? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Cam. Uh, hey, I'm Cam. Yeah. <laughs> What you sell like, I like your what, they're late. They're yeah. letting kids in here? Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was 18 and older. Where's your mentor? <laughs> uh, hold on. Stay with me. Uh, there's a missing child at Booth 118. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's just like that. Like, I use your product. Like, even, like Marquis said, like, he wants people that uses his product before even, like, the sponsorship right. is there. No, I think you're 100% right. Like, Like showing the love, whatever. And I'm the type of artist that, like, I'm going to use not what's given to me, but what I I like using. That's just the kind of artist Cam is. (laughs) (laughs) How, what do you, what are some tips for people looking to approach companies for sponsorship or advice that you could give them? Um, Confidence is key. Confidence is key. Because if you, like, come to me on one... I use your product. I enjoy it, um, and I would like to work with you. Um, I have this platform. You right. know, this is my platform. It doesn't have to be Instagram. I could be on YouTube. I could be on Twitch. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Right. But this is my platform, and this is what I also can provide you as the company. Um, I also know that you are going to support me, support my endeavors, so I would love to, like, work together moving forward. How was his pitch he just did? It was, he was almost there, but you gotta like, like sell yourself, like make me think, like, damn, if I don't sponsor this guy, did I did I fuck up? You I'll know regret it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or at least like, you know, I don't know. Just sell yourself. Yeah, sell yourself, but not like a rock star, like cocky, no, yeah. like humble, like you know what I'm saying? Like I'm Cam. I work at Borrowed Time. Um, I've only been tattooing for a year, but. 
I love your products. I love your needles. And in about two years, I'm going to be like on a whole nother level. So right. You're at, you're an investment at this. Point. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's like what, what Young you should blood. be selling. Like, yo, get in, get in now. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I might even be like, Hey, listen, like I'm surrounded by this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, you know, and they all use you guys. Mm-hmm. And one day I would like to represent your company. Like it might be like a subtle way to flex on like who you know, yeah. But, yeah. but also, or even say, just show them your potential based off the people, right? And like, you. listen, man, like, could I show you some work? Could I show you my platform? I mean, you have a decent following, and I think it's okay. And correct me if I'm wrong, to be pretty direct about what you're after. Like, look, yeah. I'm trying. My goal, direct, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like I've had people at shows, like you know, like I've just given them ink, and they've like. Algorithm, their buyer, like, oh, like, so what's up with the sponsorship? You sponsored me. I'm like, nah, bro, I, I didn't sponsor you. I, right. And it's uncomfortable. Uh, I'm not yeah. trying to be a dick. And, right. I, and, you know, you're a cool guy, but nah, like, I didn't sponsor you. And they're like, but why? I'm like, bro, like, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just gave you the ink, bro. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, maybe in a couple of years. But, Thanks you know, for the free yeah. stuff. Yeah, now but if I'm you're like complain. direct, then like, I'm able to be like, you know, we're actually not sponsoring people right now. Or, oh, like, let me get your Instagram. And, like, yeah. I f- I'll flag you in my DM so I see when you're tagging me. Yeah. And, you know, you're involved. You're commenting on the post, you know, repost. I'm like, yo, this person, like, is really want to be involved with the company, with the product, and their work is getting better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. That's got to be tough. I mean, it, and honestly, it's awkward to ask sometimes. Like, at I wanted to talk to some companies about sponsorship mm-hmm. at uh, Philly. And it, it's, like, kind of weird, like, asking for things sometimes. You know, like, hey, I want something from you. Can you give it to me? It is. Like, on, on this time, end of it. Like, closed mouths don't get fed. A hundred percent. Especially in this industry. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God I was with Ricky. He's got a big fucking yo. mouth. <laughs> He's like, yo, right why there. are you sponsoring my boy, dog? <laughs> Everybody needs a friend like Ricky, bro. Like a thousand percent. Bro, we were just at some, like, we were at, like, a FK party or something the other day. And Ricky was doing the same thing. Like, he was like, yo, like, <laughs> like yo, you're boy, not. <laughs> yeah, no, not for me, for other people. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's definitely they were like, um, oh, like, what, whatever. And like, people keep asking us, like, are you guys going to make color? Whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's like, eventually, but like, we're staying true to our market, which is the black and gray market. Like, those are the people that supported us until now. So, yeah, one day, maybe not too long. <laughs> But we're we're gonna stay true to what we are and who nice. support us already. Fuck so. yeah, yeah. You know, dude. Sometimes, like with companies, I'm just hitting people up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, like that ghost company or whatever. Yeah, the ghost did, tattoo like, supplies. Dude, I just like saw that and I was like, that's sick. And I just shot him a message. I was like, mm-hmm. yo, your product looks sick. Yeah. Uh, and I did the same thing. Yeah, dude, sometimes like <laughs> yeah. people dude, are totally yeah. open to work with you, and it kind of goes back to the, the win-win we were talking about. If someone's like, hey, thanks for reaching out, I'm going to send you some product, try it out, mm-hmm. I feel like then it is my responsibility not only to like put them on the story or like shout them out, but to at least try to generate enough business for them yeah. to pay for them sending me that out. You know, so it could That's be dope. like maybe it does... You know, maybe I do a post or like a quick shout out. Maybe it hits, you know, a couple 
thousand people, maybe it hits a couple hundred thousand people, mm-hmm. whatever. And like in that instance, like if I do a video, it hits a hundred thousand. I'm guessing it did at least one sale, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, okay, cool. Like I, I paid for that. And I feel like that's like a good relationship to have. Cause sometimes, 100%. sometimes I'll see companies like throw out some stuff and it's, it's not returned by the artist. And it's like me being a business owner. These are the things I think about. I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm happy I sent you the product and you like it. And I'm sure there'll be some word of mouth and maybe other people from your shop well, order it, but that doesn't really make sense. Like if a company is going out of their way to do something for you, yeah, obviously be polite, thank them, shout them out, but try to spread the word a little bit and try to do it in a way that the company knows about it, mm-hmm. you know, because you might tell a hundred people that, you know, in, in your town that you live in, company's not going to know about it. They might just think you're ungrateful and, and you didn't do anything. Yeah. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, so all that goes back to the whole communication thing. Because I'll have, like, I'm sending care packages every day all over the world. Yeah. Like, when I contact the artist, it's not even on some, yo, like, I want to sponsor you. It's like, yo, I want, if you don't use the ink already, because I don't see you tagging us. Right. So I always hit you with the, yo, like, I want to send you a care package. Yeah. I want you to send you the product first. I want you to see it. I want you to hold it. I want you to try it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Some people, like, I'll send them the product, and I'll message them, like, two months later. I'm like, yo, did you ever get it? Like, yeah, I loved it. I'm yeah. like, damn, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for telling you say me. that. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, like, some people will do what you said and tag right away. And, you yeah. know, so it's everyone's different. But then it goes back to, like, the whole communication. It's almost just, like, tattoo manners. Like, if a company oh, yeah. sends you a product. And maybe you don't have a crazy platform. I know mm. not everyone has a, a platform, but if... If I'm, as a business owner, see you trying, even if it's only getting, like, 100 views, but you're trying, that says a lot, too. Like, maybe it's like, hey, just got this care package. Can't wait to use it. I'll use Allegory. Thanks so much, Allegory Inc. And then a week later, it's like, using my new Allegory Inc. You know, and then it's like, healed photo from using Allegory Inc. That's sick, right? I mean, that's, like, a great way to show support, even if it, you know... Only a hundred pe- people see it. Like that's that's real. That's you know it's going on. It's showing you know your your gratitude for the company, and that's like a great way to give back as an artist. And then I see it. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, this person's like really putting off for yeah. us right now. Anything they need, I got you. You want right. to come to this convention? I got you. Like, cause you're supporting us. You don't have to. Right. But it's like I don't know. Everybody's like so different. Like I don't know. Yeah, I lost my train of thought. Just no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think I think like concluding that, like really the commu- you said it, communication and like yes. in the win-win and and you know in a respectful way, just keep bothering the companies that you want to be sponsored by. Like be a relevant name in their head, even if they they don't yeah, sponsor. Yeah, tag them and everything. Yeah, bro, and yeah. like show the support. Have good manners. I'll remember that Instagram name. <laughs> no, for real. You know what's also good? Have a good, like, um, what's it called? An Avi profile picture yeah, or whatever. Profile like, picture. Even if it's not a picture of yourself, just like a memorable like logo. His like his logo. I see the fucking castles. I know. Right, you right. Know what I'm I know. <laughs> so it's like, I'll see that. Right. People will remember that. You remember, like, names and you remember um, images. Yeah.
Yeah, I like rarely know what artists look like, but I know what their work is. We're at the convention with Cam, and Cam's like pointing everyone out, <laughs> and I like, he's like, "There's that person," and I'm like, "Oh, cool." He's like, "No, no, the the one next to him." Oh, because like, <laughs> oh, I don't fucking know, yeah. like what they look like or whatever. But I, if I saw their work, I'd be like, "Oh, that's this person's art," you know. I noticed that with a lot of artists, they'll be like shy to um, show their face. And yeah, stuff like yeah. That. But it's like, I don't know. I like to see what the artists look like, too. Yeah. It's like, who's doing these tattoos? I think right. it stems down to, like, a lot of people want to get known for their work. Yeah. Like, in- But I also feel like it's good for, like, up-and-coming artists because, like, maybe it's just this guy and it, he doesn't look like all the other tattooers. Yeah. But this guy looks like you. You're like, damn, he's creating this type of work? I can yeah. do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it gets deeper. I think it's so important to market what you look like. Yeah. Also, Instagram, like, likes that human aspect. Like, you can't just post pictures all day. Like, when you post, like, human, like, on Instagram, like, it reacts differently. People see that. Like, I'm just liking fucking pictures all day. Or is it actually, like, a person doing a tattoo? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know. I don't got to tell you. No, yeah. But it, it's tough. And and it goes both ways. And we were talking about this as it's tough because it's like, what do you want to attract? And I totally understand people doing that because they want to attract people mm-hmm. just for the art. Yeah. So I get that. But I feel, feel like there is a point where it's like, you know, maybe this is growing. Maybe we're doing, it's like, okay, you have to market what you look like. Yeah. You know, hundred percent. Yeah. I need to tell you about Allegory's new Ultra Black. This stuff is dark, maybe even darker than my childhood. It is amazing for lining, shading, and even blackouts. And I know a thing or two about blacking out. You got to check this stuff out on AllegoryInc.com. Use discount code UNEMPLOYABLE for 20% off. Again, go to AllegoryInc.com, check out their new Ultra Black, and use discount code UNEMPLOYABLE for 20% off. I don't give a shit. Let them know. Uh, but those are the things that are kind of discouraging. Cause like when, like we work with Bishop too, and like they sent us the craziest care package ever. Mm. And it was like, holy shit. Like these guys are awesome. And it gets everyone excited at the shop and ever, you don't even have to tell anyone to post. Yeah. They're like, thanks Bishop. And they're like posting and it's cool. And like every time, you know, like I call you know, Bishop, they answer, and they're excited. It's not like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, re- I remember you, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what's up, dude? What are you doing? What do you want to work on? Exactly. And I'm like, I have this idea. Let's do this, whatever. And, and I think that's really cool. One thing I will say about them that I was preaching for the longest is they do cool shit. Yeah. They do artist series machines. They do mm-hmm. those... Um, that like go like things like El Chapo, um, Bishop, Did, uh, Michelangelo. Those like yeah, the BJ Betts ones, like hand engraved. Yeah, they have the gold one. They have the yeah, Tupac cool. one. They just had the ones with all the diamonds. Yeah, and like the proceeds went to like a little Chicano's foundation. Like they do cool shit. Yeah. So that I is fuck cool. With that. Yeah. I I know it's like kind of dumb, but like I I go crazy for that stuff because yeah. I like like hype. I like drops. Oh, I like whatever. Yeah. Like, I know, you know, Kith Monday program's going on in one hour. You know, like, whatever. Like, it's always there. But you want to work with a company that's doing cool stuff like yeah, that, Yeah, dude. Like, I don't... Keep I, it exciting for me, you know? Yeah, I don't want, like, to talk to you and you're like, here, you get 10% off now and push to the fucking side. Yeah. Like, it... Bro, I feel like I'm a, 
a waitress and you just tip <laughs> tip me in quarters, bro. Like I'm yeah. gonna be like, yeah, you can keep that shit. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I don't even fucking want it. Like I'll just yeah. buy your fucking yeah. products, like whatever. Like yeah. It, it's it's tough, man, and, and it can be discouraging sometimes. And like it, like it doesn't matter if you have like a crazy big following, like or not. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's just so detached, corporate, bro. And like everyone's numbers are public. Yeah. Like I can go on right now and be like, "What is this company net in a year?" I can yeah. look at your LinkedIn and see what you pay all your employees. Like yeah. the fucking money's there, bro. Bro, it's you know? there. <laughs> It's there. Yeah. Believe me, it's there. So, but, but I, you know, whatever. I'm not going to go on a crazy <laughs> tangent about that. We love I'm ready. What, so we talked about a lot of good things and positive yeah. things. What are like some complaints that you've had with artists that you work with or companies or things in the industry that maybe you'd like to see change or just like you want to complain about? Um, I got a few things. Honestly, I feel like a one like customer service is a big thing. I feel like like I'm not. I'm saying like from artists to like the clients. Yeah, yeah. Because like you're charging thousands of dollars, you could be a little nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) You could you know make your clients feel a little comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like it's okay. Yeah. Um, like just seeing that like. At conventions or in shops. Yeah. yeah. Like, because they're in pain, dog. You're putting them through pain. And, like, you know, it's different, like, it's different getting tattooed at, like, a private studio than getting tattooed, like, at a shop. Because then it's, like, a lot of stuff going on, you know. We all have, like, anxiety, things like that. Like, make make someone feel comfortable, you know what I'm saying? You'll make more money in the end. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly. Mm -hmm. So, um, other complaint I would say is, like, I don't know. Some artists get real entitled. Yeah. Like, very entitled. <laughs> yeah. And that's, like, all right. <laughs> like, I've, like, I've, like, been at a convention and sold someone something, and it didn't go through or something. Because, like, you know, you're moving around different zip codes, stuff like that. They like a their, card or whatever? Yeah. They pull out their phone. I have $20,000 in my account. I was like, <laughs> okay, bro. You're yeah, I didn't, I didn't like, say you were just, broke. Yeah, and you can't figure out how to get it out? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not like. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's fine, bro. Like, I yeah. don't know. Like, some people get, like, real entitled. And I feel like if you're an artist, you know what I'm saying? You create, like, great art. You know what I'm saying? But you're still, like, a person. You yeah. still got to be humble. You know what I'm saying? Because that goes a long way. Yeah, I'll see some artists become better than their clients, and that is the worst. Mm. That is when you're failing. <laughs> you, no, for real, yeah. though. Like, the day that you think you're fucking better than the people that are supporting your lifestyle and mm-hmm. your clients and whatever. And, you know, some people might be like, oh, John, you're one to talk. You talk shit about your clients all the time. No, I talk shit about clients, I don't talk shit about my clients, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, like our industry's clients. Yeah, just like, I'm just like yours. poking fun. Like if, exactly. If exactly. you're my client and like you can attest to this at the convention, I protect you. Oh, I yeah. even, fu- like I go out and I don't got to 
telling you this. I don't give a fuck what you guys think. I take care <laughs> of my clients. Like I'll even stand in fucking line with you and chop it up, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, that's your person, bro. Yeah. And like, I'm making sure they're comfortable and whatever. And you know, I might not respect Cam's clients or Ricky's clients, <laughs> yeah. but I'm protecting my motherfucking yeah, client. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> I might be kicking Cam's bed while he's tattooing, but <laughs> I'm making sure my bed ain't getting kicked. But it's, it's tough, man. And I think, listen, people are allowed to have those days, mm-hmm. you know, we're allowed to make mistakes. We're allowed to fail. We're allowed to become arrogant, egotistical, whatever, but we're not allowed to stay in that place. Yeah. You know, you got to come back down. You got to, I try to surround myself with people that are not afraid to be like, yo, you're making a mistake right now. Like you're doing something wrong. Like what you just said back there came off super arrogant. Oh yeah. The way you treated that person, like you might not realize it hurt their feelings. Yeah. You know, to like keep me in check mm-hmm. and like, I'm allowed to make those mistakes, but like I got to fucking learn from them and I got to come back. And like, if there's a situation where like, I got to mend the situation or like apologize, like I can't be bigger than that apology. Yeah. Even if it's to like a, a new tattoo or a child, an adult, a, a client, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Cause even like, one thing a lot of artists was telling me is, like, yo, COVID humbled them so much. Because, like, it's COVID. Like, you need your clients to make money, right? You yeah. can't tattoo them. Yeah. How are you making money? You're not going to tattoo them on Zoom. Nope. I'm <laughs> doing it with the, in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> so, 100%. Yeah, that's tough. You got complaints? You got complaints about artists? Nah. Shut the fuck up. I, I, one of my complaints would be, like, I don't know. I've been doing conventions for a while. So, like, some artists get, like, they're not prepared. Yeah. And I feel like you got to be prepared. Not even for, like, a convention, but, like, anything. Like, you're, you know, you're getting paid thousands of dollars. Yeah. Like, you come to tattoo with me. Like, you got to be prepared. Like, I've been, like, out and, like, artists are like, oh, you don't have barrier film? It's like, dog, I'm not tattooing here. You are. <laughs> Why are you asking me? Yeah, like, it, blow, it blows my mind. Now, if you ask me to go get you some barrier film, I'll go to Razorblade or one of those places. I'll get you some barrier film. Yeah. But don't be like, oh, you don't have barrier film. Like, dog, you're, you don't yeah. have barrier film? Like We came exactly. prepared. No, no, no. Y'all had yeah. everything. Y'all had a printer. It was everything. so funny because, like, all right, so we're setting up our booth. And your lights and your armrest is on our side, but I didn't know. I thought it was Ricky's. Yeah. So I put it back. <laughs> and then he put it back. So I put it back. He put it back. He's like, dog, this is John's stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah, just yeah. trying to like clean the space up. He's like, yeah, dog, I'm not trying to put stuff in booth. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, like we, John, had his, we had his John armrest. had his shit there before he even got there. Yeah. <laughs> we had the bed. Like, Yo, because I'm terrified. That's like one of my like biggest anxieties is like, being unprepared. Oh yeah. Like, and uh, when I first get in the convention, like the first thing I want to do is like go around, say what's up to friends from out of state, like see who's going to be here, whatever. But I don't, the first thing we did is we set everything up to make Mm -hmm. sure we had everything. Yeah. Got our bed set up. You know, the, if there was like a backdrop tablecloth, like fucked with the table, put the merch out. Yeah. I even did like a little fake setup. Like, all right, bury film this and that, you know, make sure I I didn't get a case to carry any of my shit. So, like, the uh, agreement was that, like, I packed your stuff oh, and wow. my stuff together. Like, all I had to do was pack, and I can use his mm. carrying cases. I didn't Yeah, mind. I still pack my own stuff. Um, Machine. 
No, I mean, like, I packed at least one or two setups just to make sure oh, that yeah. Cam, and I, like, put way more needles than oh, I thought okay. I would need. In case they're not hidden. Well, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know, like, because, you know, sometimes... It was my first one, too. I could have fucked it up. Yeah, sometimes, you know, the needle company uses there. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes, yeah. you know, the barrier film's there. Sometimes it's not, and... Sometimes you can rent a bed. Sometimes you can't. I just don't want to fuck with any of that shit. I don't want to no. leave my station. I don't want to go make a stencil at some other station and deal with the stencil making people. Like, I don't want to have to rely on anyone for anything. And you're right, bro. I was like seeing like seeing some like veteran artists. Like I don't have this. And in my head, I'm like, why don't you have that? <laughs> why did you rely on anyone other than yourself? Yo, the craziest thing is like, and the easiest thing is get your little brother's printer, dog. Little brother's stencil printer, two hundred dollars. Yeah, like cause the we had one of those as a we had convention. one of those as a backup. Yeah, like, so bro. we brought the big one and that. No, like, yeah, we were had the ready. whole shop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, bro, prepared. but we all tattooed comfortably. Exactly. Like exactly. we weren't worried, we weren't stressing. You gotta it limit is, the stress. It is a little tough because we're all, we're booked out. We know exactly what we're doing, what to bring, what yeah. not to bring. It is tough when you don't have that. When you're like, yo, I could tattoo 50 fucking people this convention yeah. you know and you're like how do i bring everything right and i know you can go, like, go to the station and buy but there have definitely been a convention i mean er, early on i did conventions you know with like phil skinny charlie all them and we would go and like we would tattoo everyone mm. like we'd be doing little 50 dollar, 100 dollar, yeah. like pinterest bangers all day like in a fucking assembly line and it's like how do you prepare for that you know, you, I guess you just, but we would, we were bringing like suitcases, like skinny had one suitcase that was only ink, only Damn. colored ink. And like they would all explode and shit. Yeah. Rule number one, never fly with the ink. You can always get the ink there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you just do your best and you yeah. try to prepare, you know, as, as best you can. But I don't like seeing these veteran artists, like just i'll figure it out when i get there it's just like oh hopefully <laughs> stressed out yeah. airdrop not working oh dude that's yeah. the worst when that airdrop don't work yeah. oh my god yeah i remember when that was first a thing with like ipads and shit and you saw everyone running around the convention like what's the wi-fi password <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and at the time i was still doing like manual hand everything just laughing at these you know, these guys, like, they can't fucking do anything because it's all off the Us, iPad. Like, day one at the convention, stressing because we couldn't hook up to the printer. Yeah, but sometimes I'm doing, like, a small tattoo that I don't even really need a stencil for. I'll just bust out, like, a hand stencil, and yeah. mm. the younger kids think I'm doing magic tricks, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all that works? <laughs> like, but you didn't even run it through the machine. I'm like, don't fucking talk to me. You <laughs> mean, like, the, with the pen? Yeah, like yeah. you just put the yeah, we brought paper some, like, on top sheets. of the, you know, draw on top, the pres yeah. pressurized. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Carbon carbon copy. <sighs> Ain't made one of those in a while. <laughs> what, like ever? Yeah. <laughs> what, like in 21 years? <laughs> what else, Cam? printer's all right. I still like, like the Thermofax over it. Yeah, it's just a bold stencil. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like that that stencil kind of like wipes away a little bit mm -hmm. quicker with the actual like ink stencil. Meaning like the one that just prints out the stencil. Yeah. Like yeah. it does wipe away way quicker and it's not as solid of a stencil. 
Yeah. Wait, with like with the thermofacts, like off of like some stencil paper. There's like a lot of ink though. Yeah. You gotta like pat it dry kind of yeah. to not smudge the And stencil. then you have to let that one dry for like fifteen minutes. Like yeah. those ones you can let them sit for thirty seconds and then rip it. I'm the worst. I'll like stencil it on. I'm like, ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what else? What do we miss? Um Do you have any questions while he's here? You wanna ask your boring questions you were telling me about before? Oh yeah, I wanted to know what <laughs> kind of like got you into the industry like from an outside perspective like and what's what's it been like being in the industry this long and not being like an artist you know um all right so i'll start and what got me in the industry is my dad um like growing up like my dad's like heavily tattooed so it's like cool like having like the tattoo dad like i don't know and then like my it'll be kind of weird like he'll come home like just got a tattoo like bleeding a little bit you know this is like oh, like yeah. late 90s early 2000s like yeah. it's they know santa derm he's got cling wrap on yeah him. yeah yeah but it was like always like really interesting and then um my mom has like one tattoo cool but um like on my 18th birthday first thing i did was get my first tattoo and i'm like damn this hurt a little bit but it's kind of cool right and then i just started getting tattooed and then um I don't know. I started like I started getting tattooed at this shop across the street from FK, um, almost famous. And then the guys over there, they're like, "Yo, you go to FIU? Like, can you bring our like flyers over there? And like, we'll give you like some discounts on some tattoos." I'm like, "Shit, cool. Yeah, <laughs> works for me. I know a lot of people, so I just wrote my name on all the flyers, and I would give them out on campus and be like, "Yo, y'all, like, bring these flyers like back." Yeah, so with my name on it. <laughs> with my name on it, yeah. Right. So it was like introduction to marketing, right there, bro. Yeah, and I'm going to school for marketing yeah. at the same time, which is why they're like, "Yo, just bring our flyers." Yeah, and it was like it was at a time where um, Inkaholics was getting big. Yeah, so they would like go to our school, and they would fucking go in like the main building and set up a table, like a big table, like a convention table, and they'd be like, "Oh, sign up for a two thousand free two thousand dollar tattoo." So they would get the list of, like, everybody, like, phone numbers, emails, and whatnot. Then they'll send those blasts about, like, $5, da-da-da-da-da, $5, you know, palm-sized yeah. tattoo or some shit. And I did it, like, one time. I was like, yeah, this is not, like, the first tattoo shop that I went right. to. And then I just started getting tattooed more. Um, and towards, like, the end of college, like, my last year, I kept changing my major from, like, international business because that was boring. I failed accounting, like, three times. Three times in a row, I was like, yeah, my, was I, I, I can't do this. Yeah. So I changed, like, public relations. And then, like, I always, like, follow tattooers on Instagram. So then I seen this guy post that he was at the FK, like, warehouse. I'm like, I've never seen a machine that looks like that. Right, like a dildo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, what the fuck? But it was, like, building them. And I'm like, yeah. okay, this looks cool. Like, I'm getting tattooed all the time, and I'm not... By this, like, I've got, at that point, I've known I've got tattooed with, like, uh, uh, Bishop Thunder. Yes. Uh, not Bishop Thunder, Cheyenne Thunder, the longer one. Oh, yeah. And I was tattooed by, like, uh, Dan Cuban, oh, like, yeah, a Michelangelo. Yeah, I about that machine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that real chunky yeah, of Cheyenne. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I was on Indeed, and I seen FK Irons. I was like, oh, is this the company that I saw on Instagram, like, a couple weeks ago? So I went and I applied. Um, bro, I went to the interview in a suit. 
<laughs> they're like bro you're like really overdressed for this i was like i don't know like i don't know i'm like you know you're in college you're just like we're trying to get whatever yeah, yeah. and then um it was for so when i was in school i left um marketing to do public relations but i got like i had all these marketing classes and credits already so i'm like fuck what can i do and then i got like certified in social media marketing and analytics nice so when i went there it was just like customer service interview and they were like oh you got certified in this we actually need someone to do this because i guess their guy was quitting so they just i went customer service for like a couple of weeks like a month maybe learned all the machines and shit and then just threw me in marketing and then two weeks later <laughs> i was like at a, at a fucking convention <laughs> i was wow. in yeah my Quick. first convention was motor city in detroit was that overwhelming Nah, it was, it was like, it wasn't overwhelming. It was fun. Did you just have to, was it as like, as much responsibility as you have now? Or was it a little it less wasn't, back no, then? No, no. Because back then I was only, my job was strictly like social media. Gotcha. So it wasn't like stressful at all. You know what I'm saying? Because the person that trained me, um, Nas Gonzalez, the guy I used to work with before, he like, made that make made it look easy cool so like and then like you're working for <laughs> this company you know what i'm saying you can't be fucking up yeah. so i don't know it was like really fun i got to meet the artist i get to get tattooed and travel like a month later i was in amsterdam and like yo that was crazy oh i bet yeah like i need a passport they're like you don't have a passport bomb got me a passport a week later i'm in amsterdam working for this company for like All two right. months yeah so but Amsterdam's crazy because we get there when this whole other country and none of our shit gets through customs. Oh, Nothing. wow. So I'm like, damn, like, this guy's stressed out, the guy I'm there with. And I'm yeah. like, shit, I'm in Amsterdam. I'm about to go to these dispensaries. Like, I don't know about you. <laughs> While you figure this shit out. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm about to get lit. So it was like <laughs> traveling around. Um, we flew to Amsterdam, then we went to Rotterdam. Did you guys figure it out eventually? All right, so I figured it out. <laughs> I figured it out, and I, I don't know. It kind of gave me, like, confidence. So like, you went, you got right, and then you figured yeah, it out. Yeah, so, yeah, like, you know, walk around. I'm, like, trying to spend my U.S. dollars. like, no, euro. <laughs> so <laughs> got to go get the euros and shit. But, yeah, so at the convention, like, it was only my second convention, and it was a little scary because it was, like, I'm in Europe, and this country, no one's, like, they speak English when you speak English to them, but they don't want to. They're speaking, right. like, all their other languages and um, <laughs> right. what they speak in the Netherlands, Dutch. Yeah. So it's in like this old like tobacco factory, like all rustic and the like. The convention? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. Like now that would be so cool. But back then I'm like, this is crazy. Like yeah. <laughs> crazy mohawks, like real like punk, like very like punk. And oh, because they're into like that grunge shit over yeah, there. Yeah. So convention guys like fkr is like you're down here in the basement we went down to the this like second level like all concrete like scary looking that's where all like distributors were and they're like yo where's the product i'm like i don't got it. they're like well you're supposed to have the product yeah so i'm like fuck so i like i'm just recording because my guy Nas, like he we went the first day he's a little stressed out about it so he's like yo i'm gonna go back to the hotel figure this stuff out with ups i need you to stay here and film about the customs. Thing. About the customs, yeah. yeah. So I'm, like, filming, getting content, blah, 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 blah. And, like, I'm meeting people, like, oh, you have on FKR shirt. Where's your booth? Yeah. I'm, like, dog, I'm sorry. Like, we don't have a booth. It's in I, customs. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you want. It's on the border. I'll take your name. I'll take your address. I'll take your phone number. 
I, when I get back home, I'll send you an invoice for whatever products you want, free shipping, and I'll give you a discount on it. Okay. And they're like, cool. I'm not asking for none of your card information. I'm just asking for your contact. Yeah. I send you the invoice. You pay it if you want, or you pay it if you don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, while I was, and I'm in the basement, and I met this guy. Um, I think the company over there is like, not Tattoo Logic, like Tattoo World, something, like a, um, a distributor in Amsterdam. And I'm like, yo, this happened. All our stuff got stuck in customs. And he's like, all right, cool. Um, I will pay for it to get out of customs, and I'll buy the whole stock. So then, like, we brought it back to them, and they're, of course, like, oh, but you guys didn't, you know, go to the convention. We're like, yeah, but, like, you just sold out of your whole stock. You paid yeah. the distributor. Right. Like, we turned the loss into a win, you know what I'm saying? How did he so, get it out of customs? I mean, he, you know, everybody has, okay. Those, okay, those, yeah. you know, stuff with customs in their countries or whatever. And that's in the Netherlands, you know. It's not that it couldn't get out of custom, but shit takes time to clear. Gotcha, gotcha. So, you know, you're actually from the Netherlands, and I have this business. Push it through, you know what I'm saying? Get it faster. And, yeah. So you just sold it all in one. Yeah. Nice. And it was um. that, like, and I didn't tell them. Like, we didn't tell them. Um, that's a whole other story. <laughs> like, they just got their sale, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I didn't take the credit for it. How was it? Sold everything. Yeah, Sold like, out. They, they knew Should've that we didn't more. have the booth. But I know some people always, like, you know, butthurt or whatever. But it's like, we're there making it happen, bro. Yeah. You can't, like. It's not a loss. You can't please everybody. Yeah. yeah. It's not our fault they didn't get through customs. You still made, like, 30 grand, 40 grand. Like, yeah. just be happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the best. Um, way that could have went Yeah We either yeah. go home with nothing Or you get yeah. this money And you Please the distributor So Yeah And after that Like It was just like It started just getting It like, just started easy. getting to the role After that Yeah yeah Cause like now Conventions are like easy Yeah Before Not so easy Yeah you were You were lit at the anime one When Oh yeah, 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 that convention. Yeah, because like, bro, it's it was it was slower. Yeah, but I can see like you just super comfortable. Like, yeah, and like yeah. doing conventions with allegories is a lot different. Like they spare no expense. Yeah, <laughs> and it makes things so much easier when you're not like just being cheap and cutting corners. Yeah. Like you can provide the quality. We can send the beds. We can send the trays. We can send as much ink as we want. Samples, yeah. everything. You know what I'm saying? Like. And the owners are there. It shows, yeah. Yeah, so, like, after this last convention, we had a whole, like, breakdown of what we want to add. We're not having an airdrop problem anymore. We bought a hotspot. Yeah. Airdrop problem is done. Everybody has Wi-Fi, you know what I'm saying? Like, just making it better Damn, and I not even, trying I to just cut corners. connect to Wi-Fi while I was there. I, didn't, I have Verizon, so I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, people have, like, AT&T. It's, that's your problem. Yeah. Idiots. Yeah. <laughs> you have anything else? No, I was just wondering how he got into the industry. Nice, you answered that. Anything else you wanted to bring up? Um, that we didn't. Not really. I had a question for you. Yeah. Well, all right. So, like, what is your advice for like opening and like running a successful tattoo shop? <sighs> don't. <laughs> Everybody says don't do nah, it. I know. I know. No, I like stuff like that, and it's a challenge. The where I really started to learn the answer, I guess, to that question was two years into opening Borrowed Time, mm -hmm. where I realized that it would take way more than just being an artist 
to run a shop, you know, and I had to be a business owner. And then being an artist, I had to be both and, and try to not let them, uh, like butt heads essentially. Cause I have to, you know, be two people while I'm here. I have to be, you know, a tattoo artist and like in the trenches with the guys. And then I also have to be the business owner and I have to provide, um, not only like a safe atmosphere, but a strong atmosphere that everyone can count on. And the best place for me to start was thinking about all the previous shops I'd worked at and things I liked and things I didn't like. And one thing that I really liked was knowing my job was secure and that the owner could like figure anything out. So it was like, and I wasn't that person. I was like, well, how do I, how do I become that person? You know, I liked shops that reinvested in the shop, you know what I mean? And like provided kind of what you're saying that allegory does, like try not to spare any expense you know, for the artist, like anything. And it's nice being an artist because I can kind of know like what people want. And and what I'll typically do is I'll look at my station and be like, what do I want? And I'm, am I providing that for everyone or at least the ability? And like one small example is like, you know, we installed those like overhead lights and I was like, you I really like this almost like a dentist light. And then, you know, I went around to everyone and I'm like, Hey, does anyone want this? Like, we'll get them, we'll install them. And, and, try to just keep that going. Do you have everything you're comfortable with? Understanding that other people might tattoo different than me. I like to use a station. Some people like trays. Like, does anyone need a tray? Is there a tray you like? We'll look into it. <clears throat> and then also making sure it's, you're just, I don't, I won't go into every detail, but like you're, you're building your system and your structure. And then I had to get involved in the numbers, which I tried to avoid that for as long as yeah. possible. But that, I mean, that's, that's the backbone of the shop, right? So like now that we're opening another shop and whatever, I feel comfortable enough in the system to duplicate, but I wasn't going to duplicate until I felt comfortable in the system. And like even some things were changing with the new shop that I've learned from, from this shop, but it was tough, man. And, and I think to kind of put it in a simple answer is I started getting close with other business owners that had what I wanted, even if it wasn't in the industry, like, how do you do this? How do you do that? Networking in that sense to get, you know, connections and, and advice that they have, like even simple things like an accountant or a lawyer or a social media manager, you know, uh, Building on that, I'm constantly talking to other shop owners to get ideas for them or, like, see what they like. Um, you know, at this point, sometimes I can give them ideas. But surrounding myself, like, with people that I wanted to be like. And another super important thing is, like, being open-minded to the voices of the artists here and, like, constantly listening for that whether we have like a little meeting or whether it's just, you know, random whispers and shop talk in here being attentive, you know, sometimes I just walk around at the end of the day to like, see can we improve? Is there a corner of the shop that needs to be tightened up? What solution could we provide with that? Are there any problems going on? But it is kind of like a daily maintenance thing and just accepting that I'm going to have to work more than everyone else. If you're not, in my opinion, if you're not working more than everyone else, like you're not being a good business owner. You're not 
putting the necessary time in to provide, you know, at least the business that I want to provide. And you're not setting a good example for the people you work for or work for you or with you, however you look at it, you know, but it's tough. Like never thinking like, yeah, I got this figured out, you know, like I got to constantly improve. I got to hear new ideas, even from the young guys, like even from Cam, like maybe I'll have, you know, him look at something. What do you think about this? It's kind of a clean slate perspective. Um, it's tough though. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I always hear people say like, oh, I hate working at the shop. The owner's never here. Like yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I guess it's not like that community or that like cohesion and stuff like that. Yeah, and I'm a little nervous with like the new shop and like spreading out and growing because uh, I like being present. Mm-hmm. So I want to still do that. I have seen some buddies that are shop owners kind of remove themselves a little bit. Like whether they set up managers at shops or... I guess extensions yeah. of them, but I don't want to like lose the feel we, we have, you know, like I know everyone in here on a personal level. I feel like I'm close enough where if a problem or a good idea come up, like I'm close enough that I can put action or that into effect yeah. pretty quickly. You know, like I would hate it if this problem was just going on for like weeks or months I'm not even aware of it because maybe I'm not present and I can't fix it or uh, apply some kind of solution. So it'll definitely be a learning experience with, you know, spreading out, opening new shops um, and and managing that. But, you know, we'll see. New challenges. It'll be dope. Yeah. Just got to find the balance for real. So, yeah. I still got to see that shop too. <laughs> yeah, it's almost done. Okay, okay. It's close. I'm being kind of fucking particular about stuff, but whatever. You want to thank, sign us off. What I don't care. Whatever you want to do. I want to give a huge Rock thanks. Rock, scissors, shoot. All right, cool. Leave that <laughs> in. <laughs> I want to give a huge thanks to Marquise for coming out and joining us on today's episode. It was a pleasure. Uh, talked about a lot of good industry things and yeah, had a good time. Man. I had a great time too. Oh, yeah. It was dope, and hopefully I can come on again. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, you crashed it. That was- oh.